keep your brain simple. You know, like a simple brand. Hey everyone, welcome to episode three of Simple Brand. I'm Travis Walser, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Adam McLaughlin. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, why your why for your business is important. So without any further delay, let's jump right in. I'm here with Adam McLaughlin, uh, and we're here to talk about uh, why your why is important for your business. Uh, Adam, just give us a little bit of your background, man. Like, uh, what do you do? You know, where where do you where do you come from? All that kind of stuff. Sure. So I started uh, my web design business in 2011, and uh, in 2015, I had the opportunity to move to Florida to three years to work with a not-for-profit organization uh, that had been a client. So I worked at a church in Florida uh, for three years, and in 2018, my wife and I decided that we were going to buy an RV, get on the road, and live full-time. We've been to uh, 42 different states. We've been across Canada twice. And now we run our web design business from the road. Very nice. Very, very cool. So right off the bat, man, I'm just going to jump into it. Your favorite brand, who is it, why, and why is their why so appealing to you? Okay, so it's got to be Apple. I mean, okay. it's uh, it's hard to to really... And I, I was trying to think, you know, maybe there's something a little bit uh, off kilter that I could think of or something right out of the gate. Now. It's Apple, and probably a lot of listeners were like, Apple. He's going to say Apple. <laughs> of course I am. Uh, it's because it's just that obvious. But for me, one of the reasons that they're one of my favorite brands is consistency. And uh, for those of you who are just listening by audio, you can't see the tattoo on my forehead that says consistency builds trust. <laughs> uh, that's not true. I don't have a tattoo on my forehead. But if I did, it would say consistency builds trust because I think that Trust is the biggest currency in our economy. And I think that as we go more online and you know everything that we've gone through with the pandemic, I think that trust is even more a factor for brands, whether they're online brands, offline brands, uh, you know, virtual like software or apps, or whether it's actual, actually a physical product. I think that trust is the piece of the puzzle that really makes somebody become loyal to your brand. And the only way that I've discovered to build trust is consistency. So all that to say, when Apple comes out with a new product, it integrates perfectly with the phone, with your iPad, with the Apple TV, with your, you know, uh, pieces of the different pieces of the puzzle. Um, and that consistency is what makes me not think twice when I go to buy an Apple product next. Now, some people who've had terrible experiences with Apple products, their in idea of consistency is consistently not working well. And that's why you get really strong PC advocates as well. Um, and that might be because their expectations were not in place. It could be that uh, Apple promised something they couldn't deliver on. Uh, it could be that you know they don't want software updates every three days, but you know somebody who is an Apple fanatic is going to say, you know what? I love Apple updates every three days because it makes sure that everything's secure and everything keeps moving the way I think it should. So it really depends on where you value and, and where you land on your value spectrum, what you value specifically. But whatever that is, uh, consistency that lines up with your value is what helps you build trust with a brand. So my second answer would have probably been McDonald's. And that is Ooh. offensive to a lot of people. 
I could, I could the see that. The reason it's offensive to a lot of people is because McDonald's food is not that great. It's kind of gross, actually. Let's just put it out there. Uh, however, McDonald's is consistent. I can go get a Big Mac anywhere in the world and it tastes just like a Big Mac. It's the same ingredients. It's the same products. It's the same assembly process and it comes in the same packaging. Consistency builds trust. So if I'm really hungry and I'm somewhere I've never been before, which my wife and I all, all the time as we're traveling on the road, I know that if I go to a McDonald's and I order my double quarter pounder with cheese, add bacon, then it will taste the same as a double quarter pounder anywhere else in the world with cheese, add bacon. Uh, unlike a random burger joint, which might be really great, but also has the potential of being really terrible. At least the consistency has built trust. And that's where franchises have an advantage when they create consistency across their brand um, because it is a product that creates trust. I know that McDonald's isn't my favorite burger in the world. It's also exactly what I think it's going to be when I pay my money for whatever's in that burger. That consistency is what builds trust. Now, if you're really adverse to the McDonald's example, then maybe a Starbucks example is, is more up your alley. And that consistency is what builds trust. I don't know if I'm going to a random coffee shop that I'm going to get a coffee that's better than Starbucks. It's possible. Or I'm going to get a coffee that's worse than Starbucks. It's possible. But I know if I go to a Starbucks, I'm going to get a Starbucks coffee. And that consistency allows them to put up locations just about anywhere and draw a crowd because people know exactly what to expect. And that consistency builds trust. Nice. Nice. Okay. So you talked about Apple a little bit. So let's, let's do a compare and contrast. Okay. You have Apple. And then you have their big competitor, Microsoft. Yeah. So where does Microsoft fall on the consistency table for you? Well, so uh, I, one of our tech guys is a diehard Microsoft guy. And that's totally cool with me. I really don't care what products he uses to get the job done as long as he gets the job done. And so we have these conversations back and forth often because, you know, we kind of rib at each other a little bit about the Apple versus PC thing. Microsoft is consistent in the sense that you can get in and dig into the settings and you can make it do things that by messing with the settings that the original operators or the original system designers didn't think was the best default setting, but you can still get in and dig around with that. Apple, a little more now than what they used to be, but Apple's pretty much, here's what it is. And if you leave it alone, then it does the job properly over and over and over, but it doesn't let you dig into all those details. So somebody who loves Microsoft might be all about the consistency that they like to get in and customize the system to do exactly what they want it to do. Or maybe there was a feature update. They want to turn that feature off because they like how it used to work. With Apple, it's kind of a take it or leave it situation, um, but the compatibility is really high with Apple. You know, Microsoft makes software and uh, a little bit of devices, but they allow their software to be used on just about any device. And unfortunately, that consistent choice of you can build your PC however you want uh, also comes with the, the contrasting side of that 
you know, uh, hard drive might not work with this memory, but it's in a factory and it all got pieced together and then we loaded up Windows. With Apple, they make all their own hardware and software. So again, you are a little bit restricted with what you can, I shouldn't say a little bit, you're restricted with what you can customize, but at the same time, it's all meant to work together. So again, what really boils down to where customer loyalty lands is when their expectations or what they value matches up with what you can deliver consistently. And so for some people, they can't imagine ever switching away from PC. And for some people, they can't imagine ever switching away from Apple. And the reason that they can't see eye to eye is really a different set of values that work out to making the consistent choice here or the consistent choice there. Nice. Okay, very cool. Okay, so let's let's dig into kind of our topic and we're going to relate that back to this idea of consistency because I, I really like that. So uh, Simon Sinek is the first person I ever heard talk about the why factor of things. Uh, and he always does the three concentric circles where it's got like your why at the core and then it's got your how and then it's got your what you do. Uh, yeah. And I think he always says the why is, is the purpose or belief that drives everyone, drives every one of us. Um, right. So for, for the idea of consistency, how does having a clear and a clear and concise why help drive this idea of a consistent brand experience? Right. So um, I would describe, maybe not define, but describe branding as who you are. I would describe marketing as how people interact with you. Um, And then I would describe advertising as letting people know what to expect when they're going to interact with you. So when I use those terms, uh, that's what I'm meaning. Branding is who you are. Branding is your why. Now, if you're not clear on your branding, you're not clear on who you are, then you're going to have a real challenge when people interact with you because the accounting department is going to have one motivation and one why, and that's to make sure the bills get paid and make sure that the money comes in, not an overarching why for your experience, your accounting department, your uh, HR department, your product designers, your service designers, your creative team, whatever business that you're in, whatever industry you're in, having an unclear why means that every person is acting in their own best interests and what they think is the best interest of the company, not necessarily an overarching experience. And uh, having a clear why gives everybody a filter so they can say, hey, when I interact with clients, I'm going to use this filter to decide how I should interact with clients. And the benefit is that gives your clients a consistent experience across all aspects or elements uh, of your organization as they're interacting with you. The clearest and, and kind of the most obvious example of this is Disney. And, you know, we've, we've heard stories about Disney employees who are being let go because they didn't smile. And that apparently is true, whether you're working internally in the office, whether you're working the front gate, whether you're a character in a costume, uh, whether you're a ride operator, it doesn't matter. The overarching why for Disney seems to be that they are the happiest place on earth. (laughs) And if they're the happiest place on earth, then everybody must be smiling. Because how can you be the happiest place on earth if your employees aren't smiling? And so 
there is a consistent why. Why are we here? We're here to create the happiest place on earth. And now everybody can make decisions based on that why. You see a kid skin their knee. As a Disney employee, you're allowed to go give them a free ice cream or a free balloon. Or, and I'm sure this translates to, you know, we, we hire a construction company to build something in Disney. We're going to make their experience as happy as possible. Maybe we bring the construction company donuts. Or maybe we are giving everybody free tickets to the park after they've finished the construction. Whatever that looks like. Once you have a clear why, everybody can make all of their decisions through that filter. So once you're, you're clear on who you are, your why, that's your branding, then your marketing is how everybody can experience your organization. And the trick to this in larger organizations is helping people understand that no matter what piece they play in the organizational structure, they are in marketing. Because everybody either creates an interaction directly with a client or helps create an internal system or structure that will eventually filter down to the client. So having a clear why creates every uh, creates a, a system or a filter that every decision can be filtered through. So you're creating a consistent experience for your customer interaction. Very cool, very cool. So <clears throat> with a clear why, basically you're going to naturally get that consistency because it's it's what everything ties back to uh you know one of my favorite brands uh, i know we were talking earlier um is annie's organics i don't know if you've ever heard of annie's organics yeah sure uh but uh their whole thing i love how it ties back to their story of their daughter uh the original people who did it and how their daughter had several food allergies and stuff like that and that still runs through what they what they make today basically like their product uh, is this story of how their daughter needed a certain special diet that was clear of like, you know, anything that would bother her. And that's really their, their audience today is who they appeal to. And it drives through their content online. It drives through uh, their mission and their purpose statement. And I, I love how that kind of interacts and, and plays a part with what they're doing. Yeah, totally. And again, to bring this full circle, that consistency is what builds trust. You know if a brand new Annie's product is on the shelf and when you purchase it, that you have trust in that brand because they've been consistent up till now. Very cool. So let's say like I'm a new I'm a new business owner and I'm sitting down to put together my business plan. How how do I find that why, that purpose statement? How how would you what's your process for going about doing that? Well, the first thing to look at is who's your audience, because if you are going to create a why that doesn't resonate with your audience, then you're really just out there, right? Like you could, you could decide that you love the Miami Dolphins, but if you live in Chicago, a retail store for Miami Dolphins fans is probably not going to succeed. <laughs> Even if your why is I love the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Well, I'm not saying I do. Don't get upset people. I'm not saying I don't. Don't get upset, people. All I'm saying is that if you don't understand your audience, you could misplace your business. It would be like um, selling boats in the middle of the desert, right? You could love boats and you could love the desert, but your audience probably doesn't have a practical need for high-end expensive yachts in you know, Nowheresville, Arizona. So what you want to do is you have to understand your audience and you have to understand what they're looking for. The other thing you have to do is you have to be true to yourself. 
right? So for me, one of the core values of our business is being flexible. And that's because I am a guy who wants to wake up on my own schedule. I want to do my own thing. I want to work with whoever, whatever clients I want to work with. And also if a client has a special request, we're flexible to work with them on that. Uh, we also, you know, because we're in a web design business, uh, our clients might have an issue with their website at 9 p.m. on a Thursday night or 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. We're flexible to work with them. We don't have set office hours that we're like, no, you need to call us back Monday morning at 9 a.m. and then we'll get your website live again. So that flexibility resonates through our business. So it's not just about finding what your audience is looking for, uh, unless you're super clear about that's why you're doing it. Most of the time, it's a reflection of your, the personality of your business, which is often a reflection of the personality of whoever started the business or the, per, the people who run the business or the people who have the closest interaction to your clients. That's the best way. If you can take what your audience is looking for and you can couple that with your personality and, and how you approach life, that's where the magic happens in your why. And there's so much more we could dig into that. You know, uh, Apple audience, Apple basically says, here's who we are, here's what we do. And eventually the right audience will find us. McDonald's is more like, let's try one of everything and see what our audience actually wants and adapt to that. And obviously neither is right or wrong, but you can either pick who you are as the strongest stance and then find ways to attract your audience, or you can find out what your audience wants and adapt that to your personality of your brand. But again, that's probably an entire book, but that is the important part of starting with who you are, who is your audience, where can you find common ground in that space? Very cool. Yeah, I think that's awesome, man. I, I think that I think that really properly explains like why a why is so important to a business and a brand. So, dude, it's been great having you on here today, man. I tell you what, take take thirty seconds and just give us a thirty second just plug something that you want our audience to interact with, uh, whether it's on your website or whatever you've got going on. Sure. So uh, I love hanging out on Twitter. So come find me on Twitter, Adam underscore McLaughlin. We'll need to put that in the show notes or something. Oh, yeah, my last name is not easy to spell. <laughs> uh, and also I blog at adammclaughlin.net. Uh, I post a lot about marketing ideas. Sometimes I post about marketing ideas for churches since I was in that world for a while. And uh, often I blog about marketing ideas for website designers. Uh, and that's at adammclaughlin.net. Side note, if anybody owns the .com, please hit me up. I would love to own that. But for now, I'll go with the silver medal of domain names, adammclaughlin.net. Sweet. Dude, it's been great. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you on the next Simple Brand. Cool. Thanks for having me on, Travis. Cool, man. Yeah, that was fun. You need to keep your brain simple. You know, like uh, Simple Brand.